0: Turnover rates are at a staggering high. Quiet quitting has become a term that is globally accepted. And I was always told that people don't leave bad jobs, they leave bad bosses. Is there anything that we can do about this? Well, we decided that we would. Welcome to the Level Up Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Michael King. I'm an executive coach. I'm the founder of Teams.Coach. And I work with C-level leaders to clarify, expand the vision, elevate performance, and level up their leadership. On today's podcast, I am joined by one of our key stakeholders, Jen Gruber. Jen has been a valued team member and comes with tons of success in the marketing world. She is the head of marketing and sales for the Lincoln Journal Star. So please welcome Jen Gruber to the podcast. Welcome Jen Gruber to the Level Up Leader podcast. It's great having you with us with me today, not us, but with me today. Um you are a part of the team here and uh you know I thought it would be such a really cool thing for us to just to kind of get down as we launch the Level Up Leader podcast for you and I just have a a really candid conversation regarding the why behind why we're doing the leader the the podcast and uh and to have some really cool conversations regarding just really Kind of our motivations behind this and some of our core values. So, how does that sound today?
1: Yeah, no, that sounds good. I'm excited.
0: Awesome. So, um, when we talk Level Up Leader podcast, you and I have chatted a little bit off off script on this, but um, tell me a l- little bit some of the things that you're thinking about and some of the things that are important for you as we as we as we navigate this this leadership territory.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think talking about just why. You know, we're talking about why we're doing this, um, why we'll talk about why we do what we do um, and really just explore what's going on in the industry, um, especially as leaders. I mean, right now hiring is insane. Um, Really just better equipping ourselves and others and getting to know some really great people in the field, maybe not people that we really see there is as visible. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to learn more, see what people are doing. You always talk about, you know, superpowers and I'm really excited to explore some of these superpowers that are out there that I've, you know, I haven't met them. So I'm excited for that.
0: Um, but you've been very instrumental in just kind of helping us really hone in on our core central messaging for what we do. And it's been absolutely brilliant. Um, I love the fact that people get to see us kind of in action all the time. Um, you're not going to see a lot of things from teams.coach or even from me as an executive coach of me trying to sell a program. Um, you're always going to see me try to serve an audience. And that really is key for this, even as podcasts here, is that what I'm finding is that when we talk about like the level up leader, I really want to make sure that, um, that we really figure out a way to get down to you know some to to ground roots and find the leaders that are leading exceptionally at organizational levels but i've always simply found like that the leaders that are usually the most effective within organizations they're not necessarily the ones that are always pushing a brand they're the ones that that really understand that they have a responsibility and authority within their organization for them to be able to create great culture, make sure that the vision and the mission and the values are somehow made visible and they're overflowing to to actually create that culture. These are going to be leaders that are going to have practical tips on how they can lead the best. And they're going to have some really compelling stories that draw us into their world to help us be able to see things from their perspective. Talk to me a little bit about perspective. Like, why is perspective important? Why is it important that we would kind of come down to ground level to work with some of these leaders?
1: I thought I was supposed to be interviewing you, Michael King, not the other way yeah. around. My gosh.
0: Well, I thought um, that you could speak to that, but I want to hear from you too.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I had a, a leader tell me that, you know, perception is reality. You know, perception, perception. Made photos, right? But I think it's really interesting to hear from people and how they're they're viewing things. So even though I might be in the same industry, sitting in the same seat at the table as somebody, how we view everything is going to be different from small things to large things, just because of life experience. Not one, not one of us has the exact same experience, um, whether that's professionally, personally, just holistically at things. And you know, we always—I tell my kids—I'm a mom of, of three. Holy cow! I have three kids now. Um, that it's important you, we have to learn every day you have to be the best version of yourself which means that you're learning something new and every day new every day whether that's better bettering yourself bettering the people around you or bettering the community that you serve um and i think that this this podcast really helps us do that but specifically people that are leading others now that doesn't necessarily mean you're a manager you can be a leader without managing people um, Although typically you might be, but that could be your next step. I think that's really cool. Just watching some of these young leaders really shape themselves into managers and the leaders of the future, because it is important that even if you're not managing people and you don't know, you're not working with somebody on that level, you're still working with people every single day, whether it's clients, coworkers, um, again, your community. And so that's where I really, I think, I think this is going to come into play, but so that going back to your perspective, it's it's a better version, it's like leadership politics, like hearing the other, other people's opinions, what their past was, how they came to conclusions, things that they've learned. That's how we're gonna really continuously grow ourselves, but grow our organizations. Um, nothing has been more rewarding to me than watching uh, one of my employees grow up and grow out of their position. That's what we're here to do. We're, you know We're here to grow ourselves, but more importantly, we're here to grow those around us. And I really think getting these perspectives is going to help me do that and be a better steward to the community and then the company that I'm with. I mean, you know, I want you to be as best as you can. I want to be best as I can. And just watching people be successful is so fulfilling.
0: That's killer. That's so good. Now, um you kept on going back to this, this, this perspective of, of self-leadership, starting yourself or leading yourself in some sort of way, you kind of ghosted it just a little bit. And, and I don't want to just right. bring attention to that. No, I think it's really good in that leadership all with you, so so this podcast, this will actually. When I talk about level up leader podcast, the level up leader, that specific target market, that person, I'm really am speaking specifically to a singular person because I do believe um, that every leader has a level up story. I have a level up story. You have a level up story. But there's those moments in which we have to live in that on a day to day in order for us to have a greater impact on the organizations and the people that we get to serve it always starts with us. So, um, I'm glad that you mentioned it because we'll always have a tendency to be able to, to kind of steer towards that. So I'm going to give the reins back to you here for the next 15 minutes. I want you to drill me and just go ahead and interview me and let's go. Um, and let's see what happens. So.
1: Awesome. Okay. So we mentioned a little bit why the podcast tell me Mike, what, what was the inspiration? What is the core motivation of doing this podcast?
0: Yeah. Well, I mentioned a little bit of this before, but really this comes down to is that, you know, I don't even really want to make reference to this because I want it to be kind of like in a time capsule a little bit. But um, the reality is, is that we are kind of stepping out of this in. COVID world. And there's so many dynamics of our culture and of our leadership methodologies that either have changed or need to change in order for us to be relevant moving into the future. You know, There's a couple of things that we'll talk about. We'll talk about the great resignation. We'll talk about even some self-discovery things that people figured out as they were navigating through, uh, through COVID as far as what their own personal perspectives were on things. It's amazing how people start to waken up and start to figure out what they really truly do think about things that are happening within our world and within our companies, and even within maybe even our churches or religious circles or belief systems. It's amazing what people actually start to realize and have this kind of this grand awakening when all of a sudden the world quiets down for a moment and we have enough bandwidth to actually start to truly discover what we truly believe about things. And with that, there's this cause and effect that happens within our organizations. And we have to be able to be okay with being a little bit flexible to go, okay, let's go ahead and find out what is really truly working. And let's let's find the stories that are actually attached and let's bring some visibility to that. So I think, you know, kind of moving forward is that I want to be able to come alongside healthy leaders and give them the right platform to say, hey, what you're doing matters. It works. And I want to be your biggest champion, but for those that are struggling out there, I want this to be a practical resource in which they're hearing things and, and they're getting resources and connections and networking to leaders that are doing things that maybe there's a relationship that needs to happen. And hopefully something cool happens out of that in the future.
1: That's awesome. I, and I would also challenge you when we get to this great resignation, we say the pandemic or COVID word that we're all kind of avoiding. Cause I think we've all said that enough in the last two years, um, but that not only did it get quieter in some senses, I think it got a lot noisier as well. Um, especially when you see organizations now, wherever a leader might sit in the upper echelon of an organization, because often there's multiple tiers. So um, I don't always not. It's not always the case that a leader has a, a seat at the final decision table on, especially during COVID. We saw a lot of people that yeah. got laid off. We got a lot. We saw a lot of changes and a lot of organizations. We really saw them put their money probably not where their mouth was in the past, um, where you saw these CEOs yeah. taking these really large, you know, bonuses while their employees were being mm-hmm. laid off, and so that's another really interesting place when we talk about that great resignation that I hope we can explore some more because that is something that a lot of us at companies either experienced ourselves, um, were part of, or we witnessed, you know, unfortunately through friends, family, or even you know maybe social media or the news.
0: Yeah, and so from a from a personal perspective, I think you know there there are things that that happened in which there were several people that kind of entered into the unemployment workforce, right? To mm-hmm. where people, or they chose to work from home, um, to where their world quieted down a little bit, to where they could make some bigger bigger shifts and some bigger changes with decisions that they want to make for their own personal future. Organizationally, I would say that we stepped into a level of chaos that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's where, you know, these two different perspectives of like, okay, organizationally, which is even more of the why behind why we're doing the the Level Up Leader podcast is because why we need leveled up leaders that are actually in enterprise space. We need to see higher levels of efficacy ever to be deployed when it comes to leadership methodologies internally within organizations to make sure that the vision, mission, and values, that they consistently are redefined and that they get focused in better than they ever have before so we can get better execution on the things that truly do matter. That in itself is enough to be able to to send us home on that. That's a big deal. Yeah,
1: I love it. So we were talking about organizations and leaders and efficacy and all these great things. But so what are you, what are you looking at when you're looking at the level of leader? You kind of mentioned that. Well, is that? you
0: know, we've been, yeah, well, I, I think that, I think the level of leader for the, the, the level up leader podcast, now this is for everybody. Um, but you know, the thing is, is that if you call yourself a leader, it means that your life is somehow impacting and influencing at least one other person. It's not just you, um, there's self-leadership and the organizational leadership. So this whole thing really is like, you know, we've, we've targeted like me being a uh, kind of a, uh, an executive coach that focuses specifically on C level leaders and their teams, and also the enterprise level leadership. We're really talking about those three levels of engagement, but how can we make the biggest difference coming out of the emotional, psychological, intellectual, and even sometimes the spiritual health of a senior leader within an organization? Cause that stuff always flows out to be able to create culture. As much as I wish that I could tell you that everything has to do with your vision, mission, and values, and those things create culture, it really comes down to more of the health of the senior leaders that are occupying those spaces and how culture is reflected coming out of those offices. That's a big deal.
1: Yeah, no, that that makes sense. So I know as a leader in you know my organization and other organizations, something that we're constantly hearing across the table is how do I stay relevant? How can I, how can I be relevant now? Especially when we're talking about hybrid work environments, you know, we have all of these new things. You kind of go back to the chaos. The chaos isn't over. I mean, I was just reading another article about quiet quitting, which is a whole other conversation that I hope we can get into sometime, but how as a leader, can we even begin to start be, you know, being and staying relevant in, you know, in the present and the now.
0: Great question. listen, listen, listen you know take some time and be a strategic listener for a season and, and and then start to adapt strategic listening into your into your leadership best practices as much as you possibly can and then be wise with with your strategic deployment of your leadership initiatives um I think I don't think actually this is one of the things that I see burnout happen in C-level leaders and people who are leading organizations is because when you feel the pressure that you have to deliver, and when you feel the pressure that you are responsible and you have the authority to do it, is that sometimes coming to the plate and swinging is better than nothing at all. Well, I think as long as you're, as you're coming to the plate and you're willing to swing, but you're willing to actually hear what is happening in the game, before you make assumptions and that you don't feel like you just have to perform for the sake of performing or that you just have to execute for the sake of execution. That's the what got us here in the first place. You know, when we we talk about the the great resignation is that um I heard this wonderful podcast with Simon Sinek, um, which by the way, you're gonna hear a lot about like my leadership man crushes on this thing with Simon Sinek and Gary Vinerchuk and probably Carrie Newhoff and I hope he's okay. Maybe even some Rob Bellisms I think is completely appropriate um as well. But what but he made this quote and he said this and I love it. I want to make sure that I quote him on it, but he says this that the um is that the great resignation is an indictment for for poor corporate leadership of the last two decades. And when he said that i was like high five that's exactly what that is is that this chaos that that exists right now it exists because there's been this temperamental change within leaders of different generations you know i remember growing up with my parents coming home from work and all they did is come home from work and talk about how bad the culture was and then the next generation Um, So like when my sister kind of like started to to head into the workforce, like what I've noticed is that with hers is that she started to go in the workforce. And even me, we started going into workforce and we would actually start talking to managers about the changes that we needed to be able to see inside. So it was, so my parents' generation was, hey, let's go home and complain about it. Our generation was, hey, we're going to actually talk to management and we're going to figure out how to make this better. But this generation, this millennial generation that's out right now, what you refer to as the quiet quitters—that is just absolutely—that's um, catastrophic to organizations.
1: Oh, and and I do so, not seen of it yet.
0: No, this is literally—we're um, kind of just all COVID did is push us forward about five years faster into the process. But this was going to happen no matter what. It was just how fast are we going to get there? Um, and so that's been a—that's been a really big deal. So you know that quote of saying that the great resignation is an indictment against, you know, poor corporate culture for the last two decades. Couldn't agree with it more. So this is where we get to help be a part of the solution on this.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome. I love it. So we talked you you kind of talked a little bit about the heroes of the letter up leader, level up leader tribe, and influence the tribes around them, but can you give us a little more description on that? Maybe I didn't ask Let's go that ahead
0: and right. cut cut there really quick. Um, so go ahead and re-ask that question and I'll and I'll answer that.
1: Do you want me to ask it a specific way?
0: Because we the talked question about what, me.
1: So the question was like so we've talked a little bit about who the heroes are in the level of the love Leader Tribe, but then we've also talked about influencing how to influence those tribes around you. That's kind of the notes that I have, but I don't know if you had a specific
0: I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how we would, I think we kind of covered some of that question in a bit. Yeah,
1: that's where I was like, right. okay. So we talked about the podcast, who they are, who the heroes are. Okay. I got one. Okay. Shoot, is there a good Jamie here? I'll do this. Then you can look for the big finger to restart. <laughs> okay. So we've talked about the motivation behind the podcast we've talked about maybe hopefully who we're going to talk to I have, I have, you have your man crash quotes. I have some wish lists and we can get on here that I'd love to pick their brains on, but what are some of the things that we're going to learn? So we're going to talk to some great people, but what are some of the things that we're going to learn?
0: Um, we're going to learn about um, a couple of things. We're going to learn about specific um, specific strategies and specific hacks per se, some leadership principles that people are actually putting in play and we're getting significant results. So you're always going to hear that. You're always going to hear like, here's the big philosophy or the big principle that is important within our organization. You're always going to hear a compelling story of, of that in action. So you'll always hear from that, but then you're also going to hear from the leaders, um, maybe one of the biggest leadership struggles that we're, that we're, that they're currently working through right now. Um, I think again, my heart behind this is that it's not only that um, that we go in and we shine the light on leaders that are that maybe not necessarily known really well that are doing it uh, they're doing a great job, but it's also a way for you and I to be able to serve in this space, and so people can actually see some real life executive coaching in real time to where every single guest gets gets infiltrated by a community of people that reminds us that we are not alone that you're not alone. We are here to see everybody win. Um, and we want to be able to provide resources and networking in order for us to be able to do that. Um, so that's a big deal for me. And I think when it comes down to some of the things that you're going to hear from me consistently, it's going to be in these four, you're going to hear the team's methodology put to work. Like in like you probably have never heard it before. Um, I won't go into that now, but you're always going to hear these four different outcomes to where the reason why we want to invite you into this community is because number one is because vision is always better when you invite people to elevate it. Um, I know that even for my own personal life and my own personal business that you've had a direct impact on helping me see what the potential is for my vision, for my, for my business. And what I do as an executive coach, I want people to experience that. Um, the second one is, um, the level of accountability. So executive coaching works when you invite people in to help you hold accountable. The third level is execution. When you invite other people into the levels of execution, the whole execution for your whole organization, it gets elevated. And that's a really, really, really big deal. So we want to make sure that on those three things that we create a really good, strong foundation that we we can see people um, celebrate and live through that.
1: Yeah, I love that. I also think it's a great platform for us to celebrate people. Um, You and I were just at an event. You were super generous to host this Inspire Women's event. And I think it, it really kind of left me out of, or I took away, not left me out. I took away from it is that we need to do a better job, or I say we, I need a better job of really just celebrating some of these leaders in front of us. You kind of mentioned people that, you know, they, they're really the unsung heroes, some of them might not be as visible, you know, they're not going to be the Steve Jobs of the world or whoever else, they probably are the people that the co-workers, the employees love, but you know, us down the street really don't know, and I'm so excited not just to learn from them, but to celebrate them, because those are the people that are really making a difference, and those are the leaders of the world, and those are the leaders that are making the next version of leaders that our kids are going to work for, so just being able to hear their story and be part of that, that just, I don't know, I'm super jazzed. I'm super
0: jazzed. Well, I'm glad that you're jazzed, Jen. Yep. That's pretty amazing. Um, but no, you've heard me say this before, is that is that nothing actually moves forward in an organization unless hope and optimism exist within the core DNA of, of the infrastructure. So when it comes to the things that we're about, like if hope and optimism, if those things don't exist, I can't grow it. Um, in fact, even in my personal one-on-one executive coaching times that I have with my clients, if I just go into those meetings in into, into my sessions, eager to point out everything that the leader is doing wrong or eager to point out all the ways that the leader is failing, the leader won't grow. Um, okay. It isn't. The way that I've been literally programmed from the from my core DNA is that I'm able to walk into rooms and immediately point out 25 things that they're doing better than everybody else and then point out a couple of things that I feel like deserve attention to be able to say, hey, these are the areas that need improvement. Why is that? Because when we take hope and optimism and we put all of our emotional bandwidth that that can be really focused on acknowledging the things that we do better than anybody else and we want to continue to grow those things, something absolutely amazing happens. And leaders, we need to celebrate leaders. And so if there's something that we can do to make sure that hope and optimism is a part of making sure that there's a contagious um, culture that exists coming out of the Level Up Leader podcast in which we can actually help people level up, I'm all about that.
1: Yeah. And just being part of organizations and watching you help leaders transform their organization to the company that nobody wanted to work for or walk into. Everyone was walking out of the door to not too long, just watching that transform people like climbing in and applying for the job because they just, they want to be part of that culture. Um, I'm excited to just see more businesses transform through this.
0: And there's hope, no, because
1: all of us have experienced this through COVID. We've all seen people hit the wall, and I'm so excited to be part of something that helps take the wall down. So I know that this is really just an introduction, but I know you like actionable things. What's one thing that we can take away from today and put into our own self-leadership practice this week?
0: I'm glad you asked me this, this question. Um, we were. I don't know if this was something that you and I were chatted about earlier, but I was listening to a couple of podcasts, and I listen to podcasts like nonstop. And I listen to audiobooks. I'm a horrible book reader, by the way, but I I literally I listen to audible books, probably 20 books a month. Like I'm like You're something horrible. I retain. Well, yeah, it's and that's one of the the values that if I took away my 35 minute commute into my office daily, um, or my travel schedule, whatnot. Um, I, you know, I kind of question about like, man, I want to keep growing. And, um, but I love, You're I love moving your
1: office I, or house farther apart.
0: <laughs> no, I think, I mean, I think I'm at the limit right now of where I'm at, <laughs> but, but think about this thought and, 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 and I think everybody out about, you know, that, that could be listening to this, this is something that lands is that your level of execution, is really equated to the level of, of agreeability that you have within your leadership. Um, think about it. The The movies that you like the most are the ones in which they're telling a story that you're interested in. The podcasts that you listen to, um, you listen to them because the maybe the person who's on the podcast is saying something that feels relevant to your voice. They, you feel like, ah, I can really resonate with that. Um, where you... New sources, you know, like, is it NPR? Is it CNN? Is it Fox news? You allow that certain level of influence in your life because of the level of agreeability that you have towards the source. And, and I think when it comes to the efficacy of leadership within an organization, I can say that, that I find that I'm invited into circles. And I find that the leaders that have the best level of execution, the always the ones that really drill down the level of agreeability within their organizations, the The level of understanding their motivations and the why they do what they do is never compromised. They make sure that the why is clearly understood. So thank you for joining us today on the Level Up Leader Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider leaving a review on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us to get the word out and make sure to like, subscribe, and to follow. So that way you'll get all of our content. I love that Jen gets my true north as a leader. She did a great job of asking me the why behind this podcast. I want this to be a community, a resource, and a game changer for leaders to make a bigger difference. I wanted to give a special thank you to our featured artist, Names Without Numbers, for allowing us to use their music. Now we've decided that we only wanted to use music that I've actually produced in the studio for this podcast. So I think that's pretty cool. To find out more about everything we have going on at teams.coach, check us out at www.teams.coach. And don't forget to follow us on our Facebook group.